2023's summer recruiting visits are nearly over, and all we can do as diehard college football fans and analysts is sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, and in my case, react to recruiting news when a big-time prospect flips from one school to another, like what Deion Sanders has done for the past two cycles in a row with Travis Hunter and Cormani McLean, when a big-time prospect commits to a school like Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State, a game-changing prospect like Dylan Raiola to Georgia, JT Tuimolau to Ohio State, Nicholas Singleton to Penn State, J.J. McCarthy to Michigan, etc. Um, other prospects to Clemson like Sammy Brown, USC, big-time recruiting names, Texas garnering five-star and four-star offensive linemen, reacting to big-time news as well. Today's not so much a reaction to big-time news as it is talking about Big Ten recruiting. Because the Big Ten is a conference that does not have the same recruiting grounds that the SEC or even the ACC and Pac-12 do. The Big Ten has been known as a developmental conference. It's what makes the Big Ten that much more impressive. They have less talent, and they have less talented states and pipelines in most cases outside of Ohio State than the Pac-12, the SEC, the ACC, and even the Big 12, though with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, that's certainly going to weaken the Big 12's recruiting grip. The SEC has the entire Southeastern, as suggested by the name of the conference, portion of the country where most of the talent resides in, from Texas to Alabama to Georgia to Florida, the ACC, South Carolina, they share that with the SEC. They also have North Carolina and Virginia that produce good football talent, the Pac-12 is California, need I say any more. Nevada has also produced good football prospects too. The Big Ten has Ohio, they have Michigan, they have Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey. There's been good football that has came out of those states, but in the case of even Ohio State or Michigan, some of their better players come from outside of Big Ten country. And the Big Ten, as I've said just a few seconds ago or a minute ago, is mainly a developmental conference, which means that most programs do not recruit at even a good or great level. But three programs in particular, and there is a fourth who will be joining the conference in 2024, have been recruiting at that level. We're not going to be talking about USC today because USC's recruiting class is currently small, with only 13 commits. They also aren't a part of the Big Ten just yet, so I want to see how their class builds before I consider talking about them in regards to the Big Ten, and I also want to see how Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State's classes build for the next month or so. And I'll probably make another video before the beginning of the season on this same topic. But the topic that I want to discuss today is in regards to Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, who currently have far and away the best recruiting classes in the Big Ten for the 2024 cycle. Michigan has 23 commits, Penn State has 20, Ohio State has 16. That's in order from greatest to least. In terms of average recruit rank, Ohio State has a 93.31, Michigan has a 90.64, Penn State is a 90.15. And in terms of number of blue chip prospects, Ohio State and Michigan both have 14, 
Penn State has 12. Ohio State is the only program of all of these that has a five-star. They have two of them, two wide receivers in Jeremiah Smith and Mylon Graham. And they could add another five-star wide receiver, knowing Brian Hartline. Michigan has done exceptionally well at recruiting offensive linemen. Same with Penn State. Penn State seems to have found the running back of the future after Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen leave. And then you got USC at 8. I'm not going to go over them in depth in this video, but I want to brush over them. They have an average recruit rank of about a 92. Their recruiting class is ranked 8th. They have 10 4-stars and 3 3-stars. Their highest commit being top 100 player Xavier Jordan, a wide receiver. Ryan Pelham is their second highest commit, and he is also a wide receiver. Both are from California. No surprises there. From USC or from Penn State, if you only want to count the current Big Ten, you have to go down to Minnesota and Nebraska, who are the only other Big Ten programs of the top 20 class. And Nebraska has 20 commits. Minnesota has 23 Nebraska might land a few more highly ranked four-stars, including one of the nation's best tight ends, who's committing in a few days. Minnesota's recruiting class is basically peaked. You have 23 commits and only one four-star. And then the next highest is Rutgers at 24, Wisconsin at 26, Iowa at 29, Purdue at 30. And from there, Illinois at 40, Northwestern at 46, Michigan State at 51, and Maryland 58, and there are others. We're not going to go through that entire list. But as I've already said, the Big Ten is mainly a developmental conference. The SEC in the top 10 has Georgia, Florida, LSU, and that is three just like the Big Ten, but then they have Tennessee at 11, South Carolina at 13, Mississippi State, Ole Miss at 17 and 18, respectively, A&M at 25, and Alabama is at 32, but they only have eight commits, and they have an average recruit rank of 94.37. And you know they're going to be getting some four stars, five stars, maybe some diamond in the rough three stars as well in the summer to definitely boost those rankings. Even Vanderbilt has a recruiting class that is better than Illinois, Northwestern, Michigan State, and Maryland which is very shocking to say the least at a surface level, but the more you look at it, at the end of the day, it's not really shocking at all. These three teams, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, they continue to dominate the conference in recruiting, and they are going to dominate the conference moving forward. And with the 2024 schedule and beyond, where divisions are removed, you are going to see now that Michigan's entered the fold and won two Big Ten championships in a row, you're going to see Penn State in this race every year, along with Ohio State and Michigan. That's going to be the top three. And if USC can figure out its defense and they continue to recruit at the level they are and use the portal at the level they are, Michigan and Ohio State are also using the portal at a high level, USC will join this mix, and that will be the top four the top 25% of the conference, and it won't be even close. Because outside of maybe Wisconsin, who has one of the best staffs and head coaches in the country, and they're recruiting at a above-average level, no one comes even close to these teams. And even Wisconsin is looking up by a steep angle. 
looking up at a steep angle at these teams because Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State won't have to catch lightning in a bottle every year to contend for the Big Ten, like Wisconsin will. Wisconsin does not have enough blue-chip talent to contend for the Big Ten every year or win the Big Ten three or four times in a row or reach the college football playoff every year. Michigan, especially Ohio State, and Penn State as well, have that talent. So these three teams and the the recruiting rankings, the results on the field over the past several years show this. Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, these are the big three. You could narrow it down to and say that Ohio State and Michigan are the big two. I'm very much a huge fan of that. I think they're in even in a different world than Penn State is. But at least Penn State has the talent. They're recruiting at the level required to contend for a national title and to beat these two teams. And at some point, the streak against Ohio State has to break, and Penn State's beaten Michigan multiple times under James Franklin. And they currently have their running back of the future, and that's just in the future. They have Nicholas Singleton, they have Drew Aller, much like Michigan as the number one running back and offensive line core in the nation, their top five in returning production. And in the here and now, Ohio State's quickly becoming one of the most underrated football teams in the country. They have a great quarterback room, the best wide receiver room in the nation, a very underrated O-line in the interior and running back room, and potentially the best linebacker duo in the nation. So in the here and now, these teams are good, and in the future, they look to be good. Their futures are certain, unless something catastrophic or unexpected happens, like Jim Harbaugh retires or leaves for the NFL, which I doubt happens. Ryan Day leaves for the NFL. Maybe James Franklin leaves for an SEC job. Who knows? But unless something unthinkable or inconceivable happens, these three programs' futures are secured because of their great recruiting. They recruit at an elite, near-elite, or great level. Ohio State has recruited at an elite level every year. Every year since Ryan Day took over and before then since Urban Meyer took over. Jim Harbaugh in Michigan and James Franklin in Penn State have had some near-elite to elite recruiting classes. They also have had some recruiting classes that at the time didn't look good and didn't look great, but in the end panned out, like Michigan's 2018 recruiting class that had second-round pick Aiden Hutchinson. Penn State, they, under Franklin, won the 2016 Big Ten Championship with a roster that I don't think fulfilled the blue-chip ratio. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. But these three schools can develop talent, and they can recruit talent. And those two things combined make for a good football program. Let's talk about Penn State. Penn State currently has the number six recruiting class with 12 four-stars, eight three-stars. They have an average recruit rank of a 90.15. If you're in that average recruit rank of a 90 or higher, that's impressive. And I can promise you that if you're in that category, you are going to have a blue chip ratio of 50% or higher. And you're going to be top 15 or top 20 in total team talent, according to the 24-7 Sports Team Talent Composite, which releases about a week or so before the season begins and updates throughout the year. 
based on how Penn State's been recruiting for the past two seasons, I guarantee you they're going to improve on that list. Last season, they were 15th or 16th, just one spot behind Michigan. But in the 2022 recruiting class, they got three five-stars in Nicholas Singleton, Donnie Dennis Sutton, and also quarterback Drew Aller, who will be starting in his first season as a starter, sophomore, for Penn State. It'll be a curious case to follow how he does. But more importantly, in the 2023 cycle, Penn State got a few top 100 players. Most notably, they got Alex Birchmeyer and Jevin Williams, who were near five-star rated offensive linemen. So they've been recruiting on fire for the past two seasons, and the Nittany Lions are listed as warm for several other players, such as three four-star defensive line recruits. And from what it looks like, just looking at 24-7 Sports' website, it looks like they have nearly finished their recruiting class. They're listed as warm for five players who are top 100 or in the case of Nick March, just outside of the top 100. And they're listed as warm for another two four-stars, actually three, pardon me, who are on their priority list, top targets according to 24-7 Sports. And they have Cooper Cousins. They have Quinton Martin, who looks to be the running back of the future, also a great return specialist, and someone who could, at the end of the season, possibly rise into that five-star status, depending on how well he does. He's the 41st best player in the country, the fourth best athlete, and Pennsylvania's best player. James Franklin has done a very good job of getting highly ranked Pennsylvania players to stay within the state, especially if they're at the running back position. And they have a strong commit base at running back, offensive line, and defensive back this cycle. And they could finish strong at wide receiver and defensive line, depending on if they get Nick Marsh to commit. Nick Marsh will be committing just in a few days on July 7th. It seems to be down between Michigan State, Penn State, Pittsburgh, and Kansas. Prospect out of Michigan. And the three defensive linemen, Nigel Smith II, Benedict Ameh, and Ernest Willer Jr., those three defensive linemen, all their top 100 players, are listed as warm for the Nittany Lions as well. So depending on what they do with those prospects and those top targets, they could finish strong on the other side of the trenches on defensive line and also skill position. Cooper Cousins and Donovan Harbor out of Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, respectively, those are two interior offensive linemen who are top 200 players. They've committed to the Nittany Lions. John Mitchell is a cornerback who's committed out of Jacksonville, Florida, highly ranked four-star. And on top of Quentin Martin, Corey Smith, a running back out of Wisconsin, didn't commit to Wisconsin, though, committed to Penn State. He is also committed to the Nittany Lions. So a strong recruiting class, 20 hard commits. I expect Penn State to land in that, I'd say, 25 commit, maybe more range. That's for sure. But another solid recruiting class put together by James Franklin, and Penn State just continues to reload at the running back position. Up next, we have the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan currently has the number three recruiting class, with 14 four-stars and nine three-stars. They had the number one recruiting class for a while. 
They then slipped to number two, and now they're at number three. And that's not because their recruiting class isn't good. It will probably finish, I would expect at least, as a top 10, minimum top 15 class, just because the amount of highly touted four-star and even some five-star players that they are targeting. I anticipate that many of the highly touted four-stars will commit. I don't know about the five-stars. Michigan's not had great success with five-star recruits, and Jaden Davis sadly fell from the rank of five-star quarterback. I say sadly because I am a Michigan fan. However, the Wolverines do have an average recruit rank of a 90.64. They could easily get that up to a 91 or higher, depending on how well they do. This is a stretch, but getting it up to a 92 is possible if they hit lightning in a bottle, which probably won't happen. They're listed as warm for five-star defensive lineman Justin Scott, five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo, who's out of Missouri, Scott's out of Illinois, and four-star running back Taylor Tatum out of Texas. The Wolverines still have many prospects to go. It's different from Penn State, and I'd even say it's different than Ohio State. I think Michigan, just looking at it from definitely an outsider perspective, I think Michigan is going to go larger than life for this recruiting class. And the reason for that is simple. Michigan, I think, is going to win the national championship this season and go 15-0. Regardless of whether they do that or not, Michigan will most likely finish as a top six team. More likely than that, probably a top four team. They're going to be top two in the Big Ten. They're going to be probably a team that contends for the college football playoff until either the final game in November finishes it, or if they're 11-1 and and they lose to the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes got in last year losing the game, and they got into the playoff, this team is going to have a lot of NFL talent on it. And they returned an unreal amount of production from 2022, the likes of which Michigan will probably never see that kind of production return from one season to the next. And with the way 2023's recruiting class was, it was not a strong recruiting class, it was outside of the top 15, I think that Jim Harbaugh and the staff, especially with the momentum the football program has, want to get as many players as possible. Because you do not want a down year. You don't want 2024 to be a down year if you're a Michigan fan, if you're Jim Harbaugh, if you're offensive coordinator and O-line coach Sharon Moore, if you're defensive backs coach Steve Klinkscale. You don't want a down year whatsoever. With Jaden Davis, Michigan has a strong commit base at quarterback. At tight end, they have two highly ranked tight ends in Brady Priestcorn and also Hogan Hansen from Michigan and Washington, respectively. Priestcorn's a top 100 player, and Hansen is a top 200 player. Also, Michigan has a strong offensive line recruiting class. Michigan has Andrew Spragu, a top 200 offensive tackle, and Blake Frazier, another top 200 offensive tackle, committed. Both are four-stars. Michigan also has an interior offensive lineman who's a four-star in Luke Hamilton out of Ohio. They have another offensive tackle in Ben Roebuck, who's 6'7", 320 pounds out of Ohio. And Jake Goranera, an interior offensive lineman who's a three-star, 6'4", 290 pounds out of Florida. So they have several several offensive line commits, and they might be getting more. This is the crazy thing. Outside of Justin Scott and Ryan Wingo, who are five stars, 
I'd love to see Michigan land one of them, but I doubt Michigan will land either. If I was to pick, it would be in a heartbeat Justin Scott. Michigan has a better reputation for defensive line. Illinois is closer to Michigan, and Ryan Wingo has the likes of Georgia, Missouri, and SEC schools courting him. Not so much um, Justin Scott. Michigan is in contention for Ohio cornerback Aaron Scott. Ohio State landed Bryce West a few days ago, but Aaron Scott's recruitment is still open. However, Michael Uni is an example of an offensive tackle who's nearly top 100, and Michigan has a few crystal balls for him. Michigan also has a crystal ball for Bennett Warren, an offensive tackle out of Sugarland, Texas, who's another top 200 player. So Michigan's going hard after the offensive lineman. Sharon Moore is currently ranked as a top 10 recruiter for the 2024 cycle, and Michigan's recruiting class is great. I would not be surprised if this recruiting class ended up signing like 30 kids. Not even kidding, because this team is going to lose, I'm telling you, they could lose They could lose both Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards to the NFL draft if this team wins the national championship and racks up rushing yards like I think they will. They could lose both starting running backs, J.J. McCarthy, almost all of the offensive line, a lot of their wide receivers, and most defensive players. Michigan might only have, like, an abnormally small amount of starters returning in 2024. In, in a crazy way, like what Alabama is having returning this season, Michigan might have that in 2024. So this recruiting class is huge. Michigan is not done yet. Wouldn't be surprised if they crossed the 25 mark or got to the 30 mark in number of commits. For Ohio State, this isn't exactly the same thing, but they don't need that. Even though Ohio State is projected to have the most first-round draft picks in the 2024 NFL Draft, Ryan Day's been doing this for quite some time. Ohio State prefers quality over quantity. And you see that. You see that in the fact that they are listed as warm for seven five-star recruits. That's crazy. Ohio State wouldn't surprise me if they landed two or three more of them. This could turn out to be a 2021 kind of recruiting class for Ohio State, where it is... We wonder if it's one of the most high-quality classes of all time. Not the greatest class of all time, because again, quality over quantity, but what if it's one of the greatest classes by quality of all time? The 2021 class had two five-star quarterback recruits in Quinn Ewers and Kyle McCord for Ohio State. It also had Travion Henderson, JT Tuimolau, Jack Sawyer, Emeka Egbuka, Donovan Jackson, Outside of Jack Sawyer, who's still at Ohio State, and Quinn Ewers, who's now at Texas, and Kyle McCord, we haven't seen him yet, but you can just trust Ryan Day with the quarterbacks. All of these players are evolving quite nicely. I expect Henderson to recover from his injury. Donovan Jackson is an elite offensive guard. Tui Moalau should be drafted in the first round, either this season or if he decided if he decided he wants to return in 2024, so be it. And there are many others as well. Ohio State has also been recruiting well since then. They've signed multiple five stars over the past two cycles, not just the 2021 cycle, mostly at wide receiver. They currently have the number two recruiting class, two five stars, and 14 four and three stars, with 12 of them 
being four stars, and two being three stars. They only have 16 commits and yet are ahead of Michigan, Notre Dame, and Penn State, who have more commits, at minimum four more than them respectively. That's because they have a 93.31 average recruit rank, which is the second highest in the land. It's higher than Georgia's, and it's only behind Alabama's. And Alabama has half the commits that Ohio State does. Ohio State could realistically, I'm not saying I'm going to predict this because Georgia have the number one player and Alabama and Georgia are both an SEC country. It's easier to get kids than it is for Ohio State if you're Alabama or Georgia. They could finish with the number one recruiting class, depending on how things go. They have a strong commit base at quarterback with Air Noland. They have two four-star running backs. They have two five-star wide receivers. Brian Hartline is doing a very impressive job, not just at developing talent, but at recruiting talent to then further develop into being weapons of mass destruction for the Buckeye program. They could finish strong at defensive line and defensive back because, again, they have so many impressive targets. It, it's it's honestly intimidating because Michigan beats this team two years in a row. They could beat them three years in a row. If you've watched my bold prediction video, you know that I have these teams meeting up twice, once in the regular season and once in the playoff. Michigan could be 4-1 and one against Ryan Day, and it doesn't matter because Ohio State, rec- like, They recruit so well, and they have a really good reputation with the NFL. They are up there in terms of talent. In terms of high school blue-chip talent, no one matches up with them except for Alabama and Georgia. And they might finally capture a number one recruiting class this season, which they haven't had in quite some time. They're listed as warm for K.J. Bolden at safety, for Dylan Stewart at edge, for Justin Scott, who Michigan's also listed as warm at, at defensive line, Edric Houston, they're listed as warm for. He's a defensive lineman. Um, Josiah Trader, an athlete who primarily plays wide receiver, they're listed as warm for. Kobe Black, a corner, they're listed as warm for him. And a five-star offensive tackle, that might be the biggest get if Ryan Day can get a five-star offensive tackle. On offense, Ohio State's recruited extremely well at every position except for the lines of scrimmage. So that would be huge. We already know they can recruit and develop at skill positions. Offensive line would be something. And of course, we all know that Larry Johnson is the GOAT at recruiting defensive linemen. His reputation over the past two or three seasons hasn't been the same. Before then, whether it's Chase Young, the Bosa brothers, and now JTT, it could be different. He could be back come right back into that spotlight if JT Tuimolau gets 10 or more sacks and is an All-American at the defensive end position, which he certainly has the potential for. These teams are going to continue to dominate the Big Ten, and when USC joins, they will be in the mix for that as well, but I don't see any other program coming out and consistently challenging these three, especially Ohio State and especially Michigan. Penn State, again, and I've said this in many videos, and it's not me hating on the Nittany Lions or even James Franklin, who I don't like as a game manager, but was impressed by him proving me wrong in 2022. They haven't won the Big Ten yet since 2016, and it wasn't off of a dominating 
bloodbath, like the one that Michigan produced in 2021 or 2022 against Ohio State. It was off of a blocked field goal. So I need to see James Franklin reproduce that result again before I put them in that elite Big Ten category like I have Michigan and Ohio State in. But they're recruiting well. So every year they're going to have the potential. It's just will they break that glass ceiling. For the other programs, it's it's can they. For Penn State, it's will they. For other programs, it's can they. And you want to be in the will they, because at least there you have that potential. And Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State have the potential to win the Big Ten every year. Ohio State has the potential to win the national title every year, and Michigan might be close. Penn State, while they don't have the talent to, I say, win it every year, they do have the potential to compete for it every other year, maybe win it every other year. So it's those three programs, and I don't see anyone getting close to them, at least in the near future. Thank you guys for watching this video. Please hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and comment your thoughts down below. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you all around. Bye-bye.